Welcome, friends, to the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Evangelist Micah McCurry. It's my high honor to be with you. We're talking about the flesh versus the spirit in our Bible study today. I hope you'll grab your Bible and turn to the book of Galatians. You may remember that we spent some time in Galatians not long ago on this program. We're going to return there for our text verse in just a moment, Galatians chapter number 5. Now before we get there, I'd like to, if you'd allow me, piggyback this Tract and Truth Tuesday along with our discipleship study. We have much to uncover from God's word in just a moment, but I'd like to make some practical application as we jump into this thought of the flesh versus the spirit. The first topic we'll cover are the characteristics of the flesh versus the spirit. Yesterday, we spent a fair amount of time fleshing out and introducing this concept, and we're going to jump right into some characteristics of the flesh versus the spirit, but we'll make some practical application right off the jump here. Understand this, the flesh, or often called in the Bible, the old man or the natural man, the flesh does the works of the flesh. That's one of the characteristics of the flesh. It does what comes naturally. In comparison and really in contrast, the spirit, or as the Bible calls it, the new man does and has the fruit of the spirit in evidence in its life, in that person's life. In reality, when you boil it all down, the spirit, one who is led in a spiritual way, one, a person, a saved person that's not doing the works of the flesh, when you boil everything down and get right down to its essence, someone that is spirit-filled does what Jesus would do. Now, here's the practical application I'd like to make right now before we dive into Galatians chapter number five. Let me point this out to you as it pertains to Bible Tracks Incorporated. The next time you feel impressed, you feel burdened, you feel called upon by God to leave someone a gospel tract or to mention Jesus to someone, to confront someone with their need for an eternal savior, that war that goes on inside of you, that battle between the flesh and the spirit kicks into high gear as soon as you feel that inkling that, you know, I should leave a gospel tract with the teller at the bank. You know, I should, and you fill in the blank with what you should do with a gospel tract. Can I tell you this, friend? The flesh doesn't want you to use gospel tracts. The flesh has no desire for you to tell others about Christ, but the spirit, oh friend, the spirit wants you, desires, begs you, pleads with you to let others know about Jesus Christ. So the choice becomes yours. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let me say this very quickly. If you do not have any gospel tracts on your person, if you don't have any in your purse or in your car, you've never touched or used any of our gospel tracts, what I'd like you to do is this. Order our sample packet from our website, BibleTracksInc.org. We'll talk about that more in the coming days, but visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org, order our sample packet, and you'll give yourself the opportunity to actually say yes to the Spirit when He prompts you, when He commands you 
give a gospel tract to that person. Now, we're talking about the characteristics of the flesh versus the spirit. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse number 19. I'd like to point out that I do not desire to give you my opinions today. I'd like to give you what the Bible says. Lord willing, we'll complete this study and we'll jump into discipleship study number 11 tomorrow. Galatians 5.19 says this, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's look at Galatians 5 verse 22 now, talking about the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. Friend, did you know that an unsaved person, one that does not know Christ, can sin and truly enjoy it? But all of that changes once you become a part of the family of God. When you invite Christ, the Holy Spirit, I should say, to take up residence in your life, in your body, in your soul, you become miserable when you sin. Because he has a new man, because you, because I, when we accepted Christ, because there's something else going on there. It's not just the natural man. It's not just the carnal man. It's not just the flesh. There's the spirit now, warring, sometimes weakly, sometimes powerfully. You see, that new nature, it wants to please God. You know, friend, you could wash and perfume and put makeup on a pig and he or she will walk right back into the hog pen and wallow in the mud. You could take a sheep though and throw it into the mud and he will very quickly get out. You see, one animal has a desire for that environment and one does not. Their natures, their complete makeup, everything about them is just different. The same is true of the spiritual nature and the fleshly nature. They're polar opposites. A lost man can enjoy sin and not want to stop, while a saved person is miserable when in sin. We've talked about the change that occurs at salvation yesterday. We've talked about now the characteristics of the flesh and the spirit. Now let's look at the Christian's duty as we're confronted with this knowledge. Romans 8.14 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. A Christian, see, can't do the works of the flesh and have the fruit of the Spirit in their life at the same time. We are commanded to fight the flesh so victory can be in our lives. 1 Peter 2.11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. The fight, it's over the soul, the emotions, the thoughts, the decisions. The flesh and the spirit both want to control the soul, one for nefarious purposes, and one to please God. 
the one who controls the soul controls the body. When, though, does the fight become the hardest? It always begins to become heated. It always, the strife always seems to rise when there is a decision to be made. Maybe it's a decision to be faithful to church. Maybe it's a decision, as I mentioned earlier, to win souls, to tell folks about Christ. Maybe right now what you're struggling with is the desire, the need, the knowledge that you need to get right with God, that there are things between your soul and the Savior that need to be gotten right, and the flesh is telling you, no, 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 that's not necessary, while the flesh is strongly battling and crying out, yes, Yes, we need to get right with God. Let me give you a warning. There will often be a downward progression a Christian can easily make if he's not careful. You see, the flesh doesn't need or desire to win all at one time. Oh, sure, it's happy enough if you just turn the keys over and you allow your life, your mind, your body, your soul, everything to be wrapped up in sin and wrongdoing. The flesh would be very happy with that, but the flesh works overtime all the time for that gradual victory. The flesh is subtle, deceitful. You can look at Jeremiah 17.9 for some biblical background on that, but let's talk about some things that you and I can do, some steps we can take to help us survive the slow creep of the flesh, the flesh as it tries to overtake us. Number one is this, do spiritual activities in the energy of the spirit. Remember what I've said oftentimes, one of our core values that the power of the gospel is in the word and not the worker. Well, one of the reasons I believe Bible Tracks Incorporated has survived for so long is because we rely on God to do good works, not upon our own energies. Could we survive for a short time in and of our own power? Oh, probably so. But in the end, we would end up worse off than we began. Number two is this. Don't just do spiritual activities in the energy of the Spirit. I'd like you to rest in the Spirit. Everything about us should be Spirit-filled. Our first thought in the morning should be, how can I please God? Our last thought before we go to sleep should be, Lord, I want to be pleasing with my life to you tomorrow. These are simple things. Doing spiritual activities in the energy of the Spirit, oh, that, that's a good thing. But also resting in the Spirit. Let me show you the downward progression that can so easily grab a hold of us. We start off with doing spiritual activities in the energy of the Spirit, and then we start doing spiritual activities in the energy of the flesh. We kind of slack off a little bit. We coast in our walk with God. Sometimes our talent, our charisma, our natural personality allows us to do that for a time. But what happens next? We omit the spiritual activities altogether, whether they're done in the spirit's energy or in the flesh, and we just start doing fleshly activities. Friend, God cannot be substituted. Let's jump into this very quickly. How to win the battles over the flesh. Do battle daily. How can you win? First, do battle daily. 
Paul said, I die daily. Begin each day by declaring war on the flesh. Next, use spiritual weapons. I'd recommend you read 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. Bury yourself in spiritual activities, prayer, Bible reading, giving, and helping needy people, visiting hospitals, all of those things. Next, bathe yourself in scripture. This is where your strength will be. As we draw to a conclusion of both our broadcast and this study, let's ask the final question. When will the fight end? I'll tell you when. When we see Jesus. When you and I breathe our last and step into Christ's presence, that's when the battle will end and it'll be so sweet to be able to see him and hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.